live from an attic somewhere in the north, this is The Late Show with Tom Stark. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Let's settle around the campfire and start telling our horror stories of school technology. Whiteboards, interactive, that aren't interactive. Pens that are supposed to work that do not. And of course, the dreaded lack of batteries. <laughs> Live from an attic somewhere in the north, this is The Late Show with Tom Starkey. Tune in live at ttradio.org or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I can't do that voice for the whole evening. That's, that'd be absolutely ridiculous. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so hello, everybody out there on a Sunday evening. Thank you for tuning in if you're tuning in live. And thank you for listening if you are listening to the recorded podcast at a later date. This is TT Radio, and we are talking about uh, school technology horror stories. Have you ever had a problem with a PC? Have you ever wrestled with a VLE. Tonight, we are going to lay it all on the line. We are going to be talking about things that do not work. I'm probably going to get my technologist license revoked for this particular show. But I thought, you know, I, I like technology, me. I think it's a wonderful thing. I think it's a benefit to everybody. But in schools, schools seem to have a, a, an aura that surrounds them that means that any type of technology that enters a school building will immediately seize up like my legs after a 2k run so let's have a uh, little look and see uh, at some of the worst cases of implementation of technology in schools how that might affect school how that might affect views of technology in general especially for teachers and how perhaps we can overcome some of the issues surrounding uh perhaps not the best of the whole shiny button pressing genre as it were um had some really good feedback from people on social media had some great examples of uh, uh technology horror stories in schools from many of you so thank you very much for joining in uh i'm going to start with my own you know Everybody's got an embarrassing story about computers or about technology in schools. Teachers uh, um, struggle a lot when it comes to trying to navigate uh, different uh, bits of uh, tech. Um, not necessarily their fault. Often the case that the tech may be, well, just possessed by Beelzebub. Uh, that's, that, that's the only explanation I can think of really, when it comes down to how many things have gone wrong that I've witnessed in schools. PCs, uh, interactive whiteboards. Um, actually, strangely enough, interactive whiteboards are getting a bit of love on the timeline. Um, I'm, I'm surprised because I, I could never get on with them. I could never get on with them. I, I, could, uh, I mean, it's very difficult to get on with a piece of equipment that you need to um, kind of just stab at in general to try to get it to work properly you know that thing you had to do where you had to get all four corners it's like one of those hit uh, exercise things isn't it you got to get to the top get to that corner get to that corner get to that corner and then it will work not the thing that you want to be doing 
at the beginning of your lesson, every single lesson, especially uh, if you were lazy like me and stretching was perhaps not a brilliant idea. So um, I'll start with my own story. Let us let us enter the realm of the anecdote. Now, during my first year at school, um, and I think it's I think it's the same for everybody out there. First year teaching is uh, an absolute trial by fire because you know now and you're expected to look after these kids and teach them things and you know keep them alive in general and you've got a lot on your mind so um uh, i was in a school that had very little funds for technology so what we used to do is we used to share a laptop trolley across a number of different departments but that meant that you had to do a kind of supermarket sweep laptop trolley dash to get the laptop trolley from the last class to the next class if you were moving classrooms and i was I'm, I'm a, i was a teaching hobo i never had a home never even had my own desk sounds like a country music song but it's true so um in a particularly difficult wednesday afternoon i uh, i ran down the corridor to my wonderful colleague's classroom to borrow the laptop trolley back from her and she was one of those amazing people that always, that always got the kids to put the laptops in the right slots and charge them as well. Just absolutely miraculous, absolutely miraculous, that kind of skill to get them to do that. You know, I loved, I loved my colleague because I knew that whenever I would take the trolley, all the laptops would be charged. And, and that, that kind of information and that kind of thing in your first year, oh, it's absolutely golden. But I was a little bit late. I was uh, rushing around a little bit, a little bit manic, as, as has been the case, uh, well, my entire life. And so I grabbed the laptop trolley and I, I gave it a big old shove to get to the next room without, of course, of course, checking that the laptop trolley was unplugged from the wall socket. And, the, you know, the, the gods of chance were laughing at me and of course it wasn't unplugged now any other day i'm sure uh, a shove of the extent that i gave the trolley would have dislodged the plug and allowed me to continue on my merry yet manic way but no not on that day not for that for this poor new newly qualified teacher no 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 nothing was ever going to be that easy so the plug was still in the wall i gave the laptop trolley a shove and went on my merry way and then what happened was the entire plug and then two meters of the wiring behind the wall jumped out of the wall <laughs> oh god i'm getting chills just thinking about it now and i basically ended up totaling in it <laughs> i totally in this wonderful wonderful colleague's classroom uh, and it was such a mess. There was wool on the floor. The laptops were absolutely, they, they were flying out of the cupboard like little metallic bats. It was, it was a terrible, terrible thing. Now, some people may think that that is user error. Some people, not me. I've had a hatred of laptop trolleys ever since. I don't trust them. I don't trust them. I think they're conspiring against teachers um, because like I said, any other day, any any other time, it would have been fine. The plug had just come out, but not this time. Oh no, 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 no! Two two meters of electric wiring came out of the wall, and I'm just I'm looking I'm just looking at the wall, and I'm thinking, oh my, oh oh dear, oh dear. There were words had with me from senior management, um, 
And ever since that day, I've been a little, slight, slightly, slightly, I wouldn't say technophobic, but perhaps um, a little bit phobic of the things that technology can do if it goes a little bit wrong. And that's kind of the subject of today's show. What we're looking at is we're looking at uh, technology horror stories. And thankfully, we've got some wonderful feedback from people. So I'm going to share some of their stories a little later on themselves. Um, I mentioned in my intro uh, VLEs. Uh, damn, teachers, teachers, you you do you are not fond of VLEs, are you? My goodness me! Uh, every other comment that I've had about this particular subject is when I did mention VLEs, like oh, really? oh God, those things never 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 worked in any way, shape, or form. Um, uh, if uh, for fear of this turning into an absolute uh, VLE hate an hour and a half of VLE hate. If you are uh, involved in the design of virtual learning environments for schools, you know, uh, drop me a line on Twitter, uh, tstarkey1212. Um, is it still that bad? Is it still the case that you can't upload, you know, bunches of documents, you have to do it one at a time? Is Has it got any better in the time since I stopped teaching? God, I hope it has. I really, 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 really hope it has um so yeah uh, technology i love it personally but i know it can be a very much of a burden excuse me i was doing a bit of reaching for my coffee there very much of a burden when things don't exactly go right teaching is one of those things where there's very little room for error when it comes to your day-to-day -day. you're timetabled up to the max you're looking at six seven classes a day you know, you have to time, you'd have to time when you go to the toilet. So, you know, do you, do you need to be arriving 45 minutes early to your lesson to turn the computers on? So by the time that the lesson starts, they might be able to log on, you know, I've had that before. Oh my God. So some of the PCs that I've seen uh, in my educational career have been older than I am, you know, <laughs> that's not true because I'm extremely old, but you know, when, when the PC is visibly wheezing, visibly wheezing hands on knees like it's just done a marathon oh god oh god please don't turn me on again no no i can't please please don't oh and it goes hair dryer and you think to yourself right i've got about two minutes to evacuate the building um uh you know the, i'm assuming things have got better nowadays uh you know the places that i worked never really had much of budgets for technology or for anything else um for that matter um, so maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe technology is a lot, you know, all singing, all dancing now. Um, but from the feedback that I've had, uh, that doesn't look, doesn't look to be the case. Let me, um, let me read you some of the messages that I've had on Twitter. Um, thank you very much, everybody for getting involved. Um, uh, what, the first one was from, uh, Dan Phillips, who's, uh, on Twitter at Dan underscore PGCE. And he started off with, uh, I was, I was, going, I was going for like a fun, fun kind of show. You know, we'll talk about the silly things that have happened in schools. And then Dan Phillips uh, comes in uh, with a very serious point. It's like just the, uh, what issues have we had with technology was kind of the question that went out. And then Dan Phillips, just the mundane ones of people buying tech and not integrating it into current systems. How many times have I seen that over the years when? Uh, Procurement, you know, when somebody has bought in a system, a program, uh, a device, and it's just not been compatible with the things that are already there. 
I mean, come on, man. Think. Think about what you've got. Think about what happens when you introduce something new to a system. Uh, yeah, Dan is bang on the money. It's a it's a, a, a campfire tale often told of uh, the dawning horror of incompatibility and lack of thought when it comes to procuring new technology. You, you've got to think things through. You've got to kind of have do a little bit of crystal ball future viewing and think to yourself, okay, all right, okay, so if we get this, is it going to fit in with this? Can I can I use it to talk to that so that can give me that information? And if the answer is no, then you don't need it. You don't. You don't. You shouldn't have it. It's not going to help anybody. Um, Cantab Kitty uh, at uh, Cantab Kitty. Um, we once made all year sevens have uh, a bring have uh, iPod Touch to school. The Wi-Fi connection was flaky, and most teachers had no idea how to use them. All staff were issued with one, uh, but no training or time to work out how to integrate the devices with the teaching happened, and devices were forgotten about the next year. Implementation is so important. That stage, that stage where oh wow, look, there's a new shiny thing. And and teachers are like, right, great, what do we do with it? How do we work it? No, no time. No time. Shiny thing. Shiny, shine, shiny thing. But yes, that's great. It's a shiny thing. But how do you can we can shiny? Shiny. It's it's I don't understand the uh I don't understand the reasoning. Oh, thank you very thank you very much, Kitty, by the way. I don't understand the reasoning behind just just getting something in without thinking of the consequences of that procurement, the consequences of buying that. It's like, you know, oh, yes, let's get an iPad in. Um, but we use Microsoft. No, let's get an iPad in. Um, it's I, I sometimes think it's to do with trends. It's to do with wanting to keep up. It's to do with perhaps a lack of a lack of. Uh, information or a lack of knowledge on behalf of the person who is um, uh, doing the buying. Um, uh, it's not often that I've had, um, I've been asked when I was a teacher, it wasn't often I was asked about uh, whether, whether I, what technology I would like to see in the classroom. It was just often the case that technology just kind of poof, just appeared or um, a new program just appeared and, you know, you expected to run with it. And Cantab uh, uh, Kitty makes a very, very good point that without training on a piece of technology, uh, it just might as well be a really, really expensive, shiny like, doorstop. You know what I mean? Absolutely no, absolutely no point. But, um, uh, but I don't like I said, I don't want to be too negative about these things. I think schools, uh, it's um, it sometimes can be very, very, very difficult places to implement anything. Um, but a little bit of thought uh, that isn't just about how shiny is this screen, but a little bit of thought about how it was, how it slots into the school. How will it be used? How will it function? Is your Wi-Fi good enough for multiple devices? Um, um, so, yeah, I mean, people actually think about this stuff. It's not just about complaining about technology. We are not uh, Luddites. Is it Luddite? You know, teachers aren't like teachers aren't these kind of you know, quill and parchment carrying uh, kind of barrier putting up as of the shiny things. It's just that they understand and have the knowledge about whether something's going to work in a classroom environment. Um, back to the anecdotes. Here's my second techno horror story. 
um, in a uh, college that I used to work with in, in the, in, with the best will in the world and the best intentions. Um, they wanted to reduce energy use, you know, both because it's a cost saving device and of course, uh, you know, the environment uh, or, you know, it's supposed to be working with young people primarily, you know, we want to make sure that they've actually got some sort of future, but, um, the great idea was to make sure that all classes, uh, all uh, lighting systems in classrooms uh, were motion, uh, were motion detecting lighting systems. So if you moved, the lights turned on. Now, the problem was that the classrooms that were chosen to have this particular technology installed were also used for examinations. In the first year of examinations, uh, within 15 minutes, because of course, uh, everybody's fairly still sat at tables, um, not really getting up and going around all that much. Uh, and uh, you think about examinations, stressful enough as it is, bit more stressful when the lights go out uh, 15 minutes in. <laughs> yeah, that was a fun, that was a fun first year. Uh, I like it. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Uh, a, a levels, GCSEs, boof, lights out. It was these were rooms with no natural lighting or window uh, windows either. So, you're talking about uh, going in, uh, going into pitch darkness when <laughs> after your second question. It's like, okay, guys, uh, we're having this test. Um, we're just going to make it a little bit more difficult. You can't, be, you won't be able to see anything. Yeah, so technology can be installed with the best of intentions, but sometimes you have to think of the consequences, intended and unintended. So there's a couple of my uh, technological horror stories when it comes to uh, when it comes to uh, technology in the uh, school environment. Got a couple of others from uh, from you good folk out there. Uh, Nathan Lesson Copy, uh, a wonderful colleague here at TT Radio. Uh, he says, we used AirPlay to have our iPads like a visualizer or writing pad, except it was set up so you could share to any screen in any room, which meant you could interrupt other lessons for a bit of fun. <laughs> uh, I reckon he's talking about other teachers as well, isn't Nathan? Uh, I, yeah, he, he seems the type for a little bit of shenanigans. A little bit of shenanigans. Yeah, you know, access. How free is your access? Uh, you know, how how are these things used? Are they going to be used in one place? Will they be able to be accessed across your institution? These questions are not thought about often. And then sometimes the unintended consequences are uh, all sorts of video type shenanigans. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, I mean, I think what happens is um, I think uh, people are often drawn towards technology as a fix for a certain issue or to make, in many cases, to make life easier for educators and for institutions themselves. But I've, I think one of the problems is that when people buy in technology, they're not asking ground stuff. They're not saying, okay, so what, what's going to be useful for you? Uh, and it's the case that I say in my, in, in my, own, in my own role, I, I'm always saying you don't look at the technology first. You don't, you don't, you look at your environment, you look at the situation first and then consider the technology. Um, the technology should be working around you, not you working around the technology. I say that, I say that, I've said that on the show like loads of times. I say it every single session to my students and it's, 
it's the same when it comes to technologies in schools. Start with your school. Start with what you need. Don't start with, oh, look, look at that thing. It's, it's got a red light on it. Let's get 14 of those. Start with the school. Start with what you think you need. Start with, uh, you know, an assessment of what your teachers need. And then go from there. Um, let's have a look at some of the others. Uh, June makes a very good point. June, June uh, at June underscore of. Oh, this, this, is, this is a common one. The software needed for exam marking being blocked and online thesaurus being blocked. Appropriate content. What's the inappropriate content, June? Words. <laughs> you know, this is, <laughs> this is the thing. Um, I've, I, this reminds me of another, uh, another one um, uh, where I worked in adult education for a while. And we had to, um, we had to do a digital, uh, online digital course about uh, information safeguarding, GDPR stuff. Um, only we couldn't get on it because of the blocking of certain phrases on the internet. So you know, people blocking their own courses. That was that was, you know, that was pretty stunning to be honest. Um, but yeah, I, uh, you know, I jest, but. When it comes to these, when it comes to these types of things, they are an annoyance. And what happens is, if the technology isn't thought about or doesn't work, it can lead to kind of just a general mistrust of technology. Anyway, it means that people don't try anything new because they think about the last time when they did, and it going absolutely, uh, you know, going chest up, as it were. Um, so uh, Esther uh, at myth uh, at Mrs. Math. Ma right i'll try that again esther who has a wonderful title at mrs mathematica um she says there's a computer room with no natural light and no phone signal but there was mandatory two-factor authentication to log into emails and register so she had to leave class to get the text message with the code every single lesson <laughs> and she said, they've recently remodeled that part of the building and it's now a cupboard <laughs> brilliant excellent i mean these these kind of things they seem absurd but they happen so often that something must be up right you know something that something i don't know if it's a lack of thinking or it's um a lack of consideration or if it's people being dazzled by a really sweet cell you know um uh, my own horror stories um and i've mentioned this before but i have been on the other end i have been part of teams that are selling technology to schools and sometimes it's the same as any other product you, you you give it you know you give it the hard sell so are people falling are people in education are people who are buying things that perhaps may not be the most appropriate are they falling for that hard sell i hope not you know i hope not i hope i hope people in education i, I like to give people in education a bit more credit you know it, it doesn't have to be like that scene in fight club when they're talking about you know oh can we get that icon in blue you know it doesn't have to be like that just a bit of thought and you can get yourself something that is actually really, really useful. Um, so a uh, couple of other comments before we go to my uh, uh, Tom's tech tips. And I'll give you a couple of, I thought to myself, well, let's think about, you know, let's think about some of the, let's, let's, let's have a little bit of positive to go with the negative. So uh, Tom's tech tips today are going to be classic technology that just worked in schools. Um, so let's have a look at some of the other comments here and we have there's so much I'm, I'm like scrolling through um, 
because lots of people have got involved and i really 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 like that i really this is this is a nice one talking about retro primary edu uh, uh on twitter at swest underscore teach i remember when i was a kid the teacher wheeling in a tv and vcr but then relying on the kids to work it there was definitely a phase of that going on with the switch to computers i remember those trolleys oh i used to love it when they wheeled those trolleys in because you knew you didn't have to do anything oh those were those those were my favorite lessons those ones yeah it's like tv lessons yes Yes, that's right. Put the books away. We're just going to be sat here watching. Brilliant. But anyway, um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you uh, over to news. Have a listen to see, uh, have a listen to hear about the educational events of recent times. And then when we come back, uh, we'll go into Tom's Tech Tips. This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group, the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you too through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.witherslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. Imagine a world where you were free to focus on sparking curiosity in your students and giving them access to the awe and wonder of learning. A world where you were supported to deliver a truly personalised education to help all your learners achieve their potential. No need to imagine it, because that's exactly what the Oxford Smart Curriculum Service delivers. Seamlessly integrating curriculum, resources, assessment, next steps and professional development Every component of Oxford Smart is connected and working to provide you with a uniquely coherent and responsive service that empowers you and your students with transformational effect. The Oxford Smart Curriculum Service. When everything connects, anything is possible. Stevewoods.co.uk for educational support in IT and computer science. Coming up, I'm delivering a number of courses. Learn to program in Python is a free one-hour course designed to start you on your way into Python coding. Everything works in a browser, so there's nothing to install beforehand. Join me remotely to learn the basics on Wednesday the 8th of June, 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. Visit stevewoods.co.uk to start your journey. Are you a state school teacher in England? Why not be a hero this half term and join me for two days and receive up to 1,360 pounds in bursary terms and conditions apply find out more at stevewoods.co.uk if you're listening to this then we know we share one thing in common a passion for the type of outstanding education that every child deserves that's what makes us the leading provider of specialist education and care we need people like you to help us achieve even more with us you'll be given all the resources and support you need offered a clear path to career progression and be rewarded with some of the best salaries and benefits the industry has to offer. We are Witherslack Group. If you'd like to find out more, we'd love to hear from you. Visit www.witherslackgroup.co.uk forward slash careers and be part of our future. This is Teachers Talk Radio and this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Joe Fox. A Shrewsbury woman has been awarded a British Empire Medal for her services to education in Uganda. 
A report in the Shropshire Star details how Margaret West travelled to the African country 20 years ago, and the trip led to a link being formed with a village there. Mrs West co-founded the Margaret Junior School and a Friends of the School charity, which led to thousands of children receiving education. She travelled to Uganda on a voluntary service overseas placement and worked in a vocational rehabilitation centre. Through meeting young people at the centre and working with them and their families, a school was eventually built. The school today has 300 students, with many graduates having gone on to become nurses, mechanics, carpenters, as well as returning to volunteer at the school. Speaking about her award, Mrs West said, I was amazed. The school is just something that happened. I have enjoyed every moment of being involved. The Guardian reports on changes to, to rules which will allow teachers from any country in the world to work in schools in England if they have the equivalent credentials and at least one year's classroom experience. The change will come into force next year and will open up opportunities for teachers from countries beyond the 39 countries currently recognised. Until now, teachers from other countries not on the approved list had to retrain before teaching in English schools. Schools Minister Robin Walker said he wanted England to be the most attractive place in the world to be a teacher. Teachers from other countries will need to have completed teacher training of the same academic standard as in England, be proficient in English and have a university degree. Head teachers have said the move is a sign of the severe teacher shortages being experienced by schools and colleges, although anything which leads to improvement is to be welcomed. The local government website reports on figures for the number of pupils now eligible for free school meals. According to figures released today, the figure has risen again to nearly 2 million pupils. These figures show that 22.5% of pupils are eligible for free school meals, up from 20.8% in 2021. All regions in England have seen an increase in eligibility from the previous year, although the North East has the highest rate at 29.1% with the southeast having the lowest number at 17.6%. Some of the rise is being attributed to changes in benefit systems, but is likely also linked to the economic impact of the pandemic and the cost of living crisis. This has been your Teachers Talk Radio Weekend News with Joe Fox. This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello! We all buy a lot of stuff online. It's easier, more convenient, but finding the best price can be difficult. This week, let's talk about comparing prices and are reduced prices really a bargain? Without boring you with the law on price dropping, basically, shops have to have had a product on sale at a higher price for a substantial time in the past six months to allow them to claim a price drop. If you research this, you'll see a lot of hits on the 28-day rule. 28 consecutive days being considered a substantial amount of time. If you're shopping on site like Amazon, for instance, there's a website that'll show you the past sale prices of a product. It's called Camel Camel Camel. That's three camels with no spaces. You can even set up a free account to send you a notification when the price drops. If you're shopping elsewhere, there's lots of price comparison sites around to help you find the best price. A simple search for price comparison will give you a huge list. My advice is find one you understand and trust and start saving. Do you have a favourite price comparison website? Why not get in touch at the TT Radio 2022 Twitter feed? Follow us and tell us what you want to know about tech. I'm Steve Woods and that was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods. Your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Tips. 
That's right, it's that time again. So uh, I thought to myself, okay, so what kind of tech tips can I give? I wanted a little counterbalance to the uh, possible the possible negative uh, connotations of uh, looking at horror stories of technology. I don't know why anybody would, I don't know why anybody would think that that was negative. <laughs> yeah. So I thought to myself, well, let's have uh, uh, let's keep with the retro vibe and talk about technology that actually worked from back in the day and um back in the day is like seriously in my in my for me back in the day is like it's a really long day <laughs> anyway so our first of technology that really really worked in the classroom uh my first tech tip is perhaps one of my most favorite pieces of technology ever really and it is the Alpha Smart. The Alpha Smart was a, um, uh, it was basically a keyboard with a small screen and it was a word processor. And that was all it did. You, you didn't have, you had about three lines, four lines to have a look at the words that you were typing on a very, very massively robust keyboard. These guys really thought about what was going on in the classroom and how many uh, accidents that could happen to technology. So the keyboard, it felt really good, but it was also hugely robust, could take a fair few knocks. And what you did is you, you tapped out any work that you were doing. And at the end of it, you could plug the keyboard into a computer, open up a Word document, and it would just type out what you'd written into a Word document. Distraction free, it hadn't, you didn't have to keep opening different windows online, all that kind of stuff. In fact, you didn't even have to use Wi-Fi. Oh my goodness me, we are going back, aren't we? Oh, non-Wi-Fi related technology, wonderful stuff. Uh, but it's, it was a great way of having uh, kids to learn keyboard skills, typing skills. And in fact, um, these things are about 20, 25 years old now, but they found a new lease of life when it comes to communities of writers who are looking for uh, a um, distraction-free uh, writing device that they can take with you. Other great features um, for those of us that think about charging various pieces of equipment in the classroom and think about the problems that that have caused, namely pulling out uh, two meters of electrical wiring because you're going too fast on the day-to-day -day teaching. Um, uh, took It took three to four, I think, a, double A batteries. You whack those in and you could get around about a hundred hours of, a uh, hundred hours of use. A hundred hours of use. Think about that in comparison to a modern smartphone. Yep, and uh, three AA batteries, you could take it with you anywhere you wanted, whack it in the bag. But you know, just, oh, think about that battery life now. That'd be absolutely incredible. So first top tech tip for the retro technology that actually worked in schools was the Alpha Smart. It had different iterations, um, but as I say, it has found a new lease of life um, for uh, writers who don't want to have all the bells and whistles or distractions of the internet. Um, and fantastic, really, really good machine. Uh, still to this day, hugely useful. So the Alpha Smart is my first tech tip. Next up is um, another fairly simple single use device called the Busby camera. I don't know if anybody else remembers these way back in the day. It was a basically a very, very simple digital camera. 
um, which did that only that and only that you could take pictures and you could record video using a very nice one button system where you press a red button and it recorded. Now it wasn't anything fancy. There was no HDs, no, no, you know, it, it weren't 6k, no HDs or nothing like that. But what it did do, it was easy to use. Battery operated again, didn't have to connect to the internet and was fantastic to take into a classroom. It was relatively cheap at the time as well. So there wasn't a huge worry if things uh, didn't go uh, well, if things went missing. But it was a one use device. It worked. It was great for recording uh, presentations. It was great for doing drama and media work. And it was just a simple thing. A simple thing that did one thing fairly well. Yeah, it had great. It, had, it did have a fair few limitations. I mean, in our modern in our modern age, where we are used to uh, fantastic video quality from some of the most basic technologies, the video quality wasn't brilliant. Um, uh, there was added cost in regards to using an SD card, but it worked it was once again robust i'm using that word robust i think that's really important when it comes to technology use in schools and other educational environments come on let's uh, let's uh, cast the net wide here um so yeah uh busby camera simple very much out of date now very much out of date did uh, a, a bog standard android phone will do a brilliant brilliant job in comparison but at the time it was a fantastic bit of kit to just do one thing and do one thing well. So that's the second one. Retro is the Busby camera. Look at the, You can look these up on, look at this technology up on eBay. Uh, the Alpha Smart, the Busby camera, not exactly going strong at the moment, but um, very much loved uh, by uh, connoisseurs of technology. Um, and the last one. I press that three times because it's so important, is the BBC Micro. The BBC Micro was the first uh, personal computer that was widely used in schools. If you are of a certain age, you will know what I'm talking about if I say to you brown and red keys. It was the computer that featured in the back of many a classroom during the 80s. And uh, for many of us, uh, it was our first introduction to a personal computer. Um, a fantastic, uh, fantastic support network in regards to things such as creating art, such as coding, such as um, uh, trying to kind of uh, use the PC to learn. Uh, and it's one of the first kind, of, one of the first uh, pieces of technology that actually made quite a huge impact to children in schools. Um, Am I looking at this through kind of rose-tinted retro spectacles? Yeah, very much so, very much so. But I think we all we have to give you know we have to give props to those to the the four you know the forefathers of technology, um, uh, and also even an incredibly old piece of technology still extremely reliable, still extremely reliable. Um, we had some in my primary school, and I, uh, although my memory is hazy for lots of different reasons, um, I don't remember it messing up once i remember you turn it on it worked you did what you're supposed to do on it it worked uh some really fun games uh that uh taught you basic concepts and lots of different subjects some really good programs to do with typing and coding so just yeah, just the just like the the og 
of uh, computers in the classroom. So third, uh, third uh, Tom's tech tip is the good old BBC microcomputer. God bless you. Okay, so perhaps not the most relevant of tech tips, but hey, you know, it's my show. I'll do what I want, you know. <laughs> um, anyway, we've got lots of feedback on uh, the Twitter feed regarding um, uh, technological horror stories. One of, the, one of the themes that's coming up is not so much the technology going wrong, but those pesky students using technology in ways that it was not meant for. Oh, who, do, who, who could? Who could have foreseen something like that happening in a school? Let me give you a couple of examples if I can find them on the line. So, um, <coughs> excuse me, uh, along with all the hatred for VLEs, there are some very positive comments uh, around uh, certain, uh, some very positive comments around student use, uh, possibly inappropriate uh, student use of technology. Um, I like a couple uh, of examples uh, from current teachers. Uh, let's have a look and see if we can, as he says, trying desperately to scroll down to the right commentary. By the way, thank you very much, everybody who um, took the time to give me some examples. Uh, I'm not saying that I'm, I'm using you to plan and uh, plan my uh, shows, but I'm not saying I'm not, you know, come on, guys, it's like, it's like, it's a Sunday evening. If I wasn't doing this, I would be asleep, you know, eight o'clock bedtime for me i'm at the age where that's that is literally a fantastic evening it's like oh yeah i can what you mean i can go to bed early yeah yeah so thank you i really do appreciate all the feedback i really appreciate all the comments uh from folk as well so um uh, yeah, so we've got a couple of comments about the use of uh, <laughs> the use of la uh, lands or uh, lands as it were, come on, let's get with the, let's get with the lingo. Let's see if I can pick out. I want to, I want to, I want to show you one. I want to tell you one about, uh, yeah, here we are. Ali Youssef here is, uh, on Twitter at Ali Youssef. Uh, one of my ex pupils set up a virtual movie server on the school computers. It's a brilliant bit of enterprise. He works for Google now. Yeah, this is the, this is the thing all as annoying. As some of this stuff is <laughs> um the, these these things student student misuse can sometimes be very very impressive uh for instance dan phillips again another favorite was lesser tech fail and more an example of student ingenuity where they created a lan network and played quake whilst working in different classrooms oh yes i'm i'm not being funny but if i had the chance to play quake in class I would definitely go for it. I used to love that. I used to absolutely love that game. Richard Buckley, um, uh, R. Buckley, UK. Uh, we spent many a happy IT lesson playing Manchester United Europe. Richard, Rip, come on now. You're, you're an educator in further education, Richard. Come Oh, shame on you. Shame on you. So when it comes to technology, what is often lost is the fact that you're going to be using technology in an environment with lots and lots of children. Um, and these kids, these crazy kids, can start using things in fairly inappropriate ways. Um, so is it the technology itself? Is it the environment itself that leads to these uh, horror stories? 
uh, you know, I mean, you can say, oh, well, the students need to be better behaved or you can say the students, the students need to not do that. But we all know that they will, you know, so how so why are we why is there any opportunity? Um, we have other we have other educators talking about um, <clears throat> excuse me other educators talking about oh there's a couple uh, there's a couple of people about uh, uh, teachers leaving uh, their password and logins leaving their computers logged in and then uh, coming back to find some extremely interesting uh, desktop pictures on their uh, machines. <laughs> I, 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 I don't think I'm going to try to describe what those desktop pictures are. I think you get the general idea. We're all adults here, aren't we? You know, um, so, you know, is it, is, it a, is it the technology? Is it a lack of user knowledge? Is it the fact that kids will try and get away with some, some right naughtiness? Or is it a combination of all those different things? I think it might be that last one. I think it might be a combination of those different things, to be brutally honest. Um, so let's have a look at some other issues people have been having. Uh, Robert Carper uh, at Multigums. Nice. I like that, Robert. That's a, that's a, that's a nice little one. He says, uh, the issue sometimes is dreadful procurement by easily conned SMT. We used to use £30,000 worth of handheld devices as doorstops as they were incompatible with Office. As for Moodle, personification of tech determinism with inevitable outcome. Just decent Wi-Fi, please. And I think, you know, that kind of that hits the nail on the head. Um, I don't know easily conned. I don't think any SMT is easily conned, but I think that they can certainly be swayed by a good sales pitch. Uh, but decent Wi-Fi, you know, when we talk about technology horror stories, the lack of decent Wi-Fi in many of our schools, um, whether it be because of a lack of funding, whether it be because of lack of coverage um, due to location, uh, of course, not every school is slap bang in the middle of a city. You know, should that be the number one issue, making sure that uh, Wi-Fi is decent everywhere? I think it's got to be up there as one of the most important issues in regards to technology in schools. Um, and I think Robert has hit the nail on the head there. Thank you very much, Robert, for getting involved. It's um, it's a pleasure. And I don't think I've met Robert before on Twitter. So it's, it's really nice that people have these ideas and have these comments uh, straight off the bat. Um, so we'll do a couple more, and uh, I'm I'm trying to be careful because I'm like reading through these as I go, and I'm just trying to make sure. Right, here's a positive one. Yeah, there we go. Here's a positive one. This is from Jody J Lo Lopez, uh, who, for my money, is possibly one of the best ed tech consultants out there. Uh, if follow if you haven't followed her already, um, please do uh, at Jody World. That's J O D I E. W-R-O-R-L-D. If you have any interest in education technology, uh, she is a fantastic voice, very balanced, very uh, thoughtful in regards to how education works in the real environment of schools and other educational institutions. And um, uh, Jody says, Soz, Love that. Soz, I bloody love a good VLE. That's what we're talking about, Jody. You you speak your mind. But 99 out of 100 times, there is little or no CPD time or support given for staff. And blanket rules and expectations dished out no matter what subject or year. People use and then they grow to hate them. Where time and support is in place, they can be golden. 
ding, 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 ding. Once again, Jody hits the nail on the head. You cannot introduce a new VLE. You cannot introduce a new type of technology. You cannot introduce a new way of working and expect people to just know how to use it. You have to provide a high level of training to your staff if you expect them to get the most out of the technology that you procure, you buy. I use procurement because that's the terminology that I uh, have to use in my own job. Um, I'm not responsible for procurement, but uh, I am. Uh, uh, at the moment, I'm, I'm basically living the high life of my dream job because I'm not responsible for procurement, but I have a say from a student perspective as to what is good technology and what isn't in regards to real ways of working um, and especially for students with disabilities and it's wonderful being that kind of voice and uh, acting sometimes as a sometimes as a kind of like a cold shower uh, <laughs> a cold shower for the heat of the prospect of something new and shiny um, it's sometimes great to take a step back have a look at it have a look at the real situations it will be used have a look at um, the real people who will be using it and then go from there like I said it's it's your students first it's your building first how is the technology or what do you want the technology to do not oh there's some technology let's get that in and we'll figure it out afterwards that don't help nobody that means that means that you're waiting you're waiting an hour and a half for the PC to warm up. It means that you won't be able to use a certain thing because the Wi-Fi isn't powerful enough. These types of things are headaches to teachers, absolute headaches. So think, I think thought is extremely important when it comes to this type of thing. Um, let's have a look at a couple more and then we'll just have a, a little recap of the news and then we'll go for... Um, it's quite, you know, there's been, but thank you, Jody, for being a, a positive voice in regards to VLE. Perhaps it's not the technology itself. Perhaps it's the way that the technology is implemented and what happens after that implementation. You could have, and I've said this before, you could have the best technology in the world, the most useful thing, but if you don't train somebody to use it properly and to use it well, and you don't give them time to learn, then how is anybody going to make sure that there's going to be value along with that technology. Uh, the best technology or the best implementation comes with detailed training schemes. You know, comes with time to go on those detailed training schemes. Um, you know, if you're going to introduce a new virtual learning environment, you need to introduce a parallel training on that virtual learning environment. And if you don't, what are you doing, man? Seriously. Um, let's have a look, see a couple more. Uh, <laughs> back to the older VLA thing. Danny Nicholson um, at, uh, at, on Twitter, at Danny Nick. Uh, he says, um, he's, I'm pretty techno literate, but I've yet to meet a VLE that I've not wanted to smash with a hammer. Whoa, Danny, Danny, uh, uh, is that controversial? I don't really think it is. I think that's quite a, uh, it's quite a typical view. Uh, Chris Baker, um, at Mr. Baker Physics, <laughs> he says they tell you that VLEs need to be cloud-based to work, but it's actually just to keep them out of hammer reach. That's ah oh, now is it, is it, are they are they that bad? Um, uh, like I say, you know, oh, oh, it's 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 a difficult one. Um, immediate benefits. 
immediate benefits is something that really, really helps uh, when it comes to trying to get people to get on board with particular technologies. Immediate benefits, ease of use or training if something is a little bit more complicated. Um, not this expectation that by osmosis teachers are going to be able to use a new system because we wouldn't in any other in any other walk of life that wouldn't be the case you wouldn't you wouldn't have that kind of oh well here's the new thing there you go off you go well actually you do and it's bad practice in any kind of job you know it's bad it's bad practice in any kind of job but when it comes to the education of children it's really really bad practice doing that dropping people in it without any extra support so when you're thinking about buying in a system when you're thinking about a particular piece of technology when you're thinking about a choice between laptops or tablets or whatever it is that you're thinking about just also have in mind that how are you going to train your staff to use this stuff in fact in fact the training is often and i think i've said this before i do say, i tend to repeat myself on a sunday evening um possibly because i'm feeling fairly manic due to having a pint and a half of coffee to stay awake for the show but i mean these these are for somebody who's worked in technology and education these are fairly obvious concepts but for people who don't often kind of straddle those two worlds it's not training is as important as the technology itself that that is it's that is a golden rule that i've basically just come up with um but it's true you have to be able to train your staff in the use of something to ensure that there is a benefit to that use uh, and if you don't what are you doing come on now come on come on seriously seriously um and that goes for any kind of technology uh let's have a look at uh some others um <clears throat> excuse me uh we have uh, discussions about blocking there's lots of stuff about uh blocking filters uh, and filtering uh, of the internet in here uh we've got um word file at word file on twitter setting up a great lesson on witchcraft for year nine using a range of online resources very well done good covering your bases there Oh, only to find everyone blocked. Uh, luckily, the boys knew exactly how to circumvent the filters. Those cheeky students, making sure that your lesson go, goes okay. Oh, oh, they're great sometimes, aren't they? When they're not being absolute pains. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, uh, we've talked about the blocking of thesauruses, the blocking of examination software, the blocking of anything on witchcraft, which is a fairly major topic in regards to history and, of course, English um yeah so you know these these technological horror stories that uh that people have uh, it's often the case of trying uh, often the case because of people trying to restrict certain things and ensuring that through that restriction that students are kept on track maybe but even that restriction has to be thought about because you're working with in a school, how many different subjects and how many subsections of subjects are you working on? You can't have blanket bans on words. You can't. It, it, it doesn't work like that. Um, you, you can't have blanket bans on sites that might look a little bit dodgy. You know, I don't know what the alternative is, but you can't lock down everything because the work that goes on in schools is so varied in regards to subject that there's bound to be something that you'll lock out that doesn't need to be locked out 
that's what that's what I reckon anyway. Does that mean it should be an internet free for all? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. But um, once again, it's about thought. You know, if you are going to uh, block certain websites, which ones are you going to do and why? Uh, are you going? Uh, do you have to look at it individually? Do you have to have a decent system where uh, a teacher can easily, easily uh, say, I want this website unblocked for this particular amount of time? Um, because I've, I know for, for certain that some of the establishments that I've worked in, a request like that um, takes weeks. You know, it takes weeks and it takes time and there's forms to fill in. And that's just extra burden you know, that perhaps uh, your teachers don't really, really need, you know. Anyway, uh, yeah, so uh, thank you very much, WordFile. Um, uh, one Shot Bell, a uh, really good friend of mine on Twitter. Uh, the filter blocking, uh, sorry, let's try that again. The filter blocking has been the cause of many gah moments. The circumventing reminds me of when schools began banning MSN Messenger. I think it was MSN. So everyone began using Mebo instead because the adults didn't know of it. Um, I'm not one for the digital native myth, but when it comes to social media and when it comes to social uh, messaging, um, it's often the case that students are one step beyond the staff uh, in that particular area. Uh, Martin Nutbeam, another fantastic person to follow if you are in interested in digital education, uh, especially in uh, higher education, is um, and uh, a fantastic advocate accessibility as well. Uh, which is a, such important at Martin, uh, sorry, at Martin Nutbeam. Um, he says, yeah, when I was a learning tech support officer in an FE college library, I strongly argued against filter blocking Bebo because it's pointless. Students had found a way around it within four hours and my manager was incandescent with rage. Those cheeky students. Ugh. Ugh. What's the modern equivalent? Uh, or TikTok maybe, you know? Me personally, and I, I don't. Uh, once again, my uh, my futurist car license is on the line here. But I think TikTok is just just the worst, just the absolute worst. I, uh, for I, I know it makes me sound old and crotchety, but that's only because, well, I'm old and crotchety. But but TikTok is just oh oh, it's just like it's like if you were going to try and create an algorithm that was just like, just a complete douchebag. It's TikTok, you know, that's what it is. But it is used, it is used. And of course there are, you know, there's, there are good elements of it, I guess, you know, it's very good for sharing particular information. There is, um, there, is t there is teacher TikTok um, out there. I, I, I haven't dipped my, my, my gnarly old toes into teacher TikTok because I, I, I think the cringe meter would probably go right off the charts. But um, you know, teachers use it to communicate with each other and communicate ideas, and I don't really think that can ever be uh, a bad thing. But just some, but some of the other ideas on TikTok and some of the other communications. Oh, I had to jump on this trend. No, you did not. You did not have to jump on that trend. You just wanted to jump on the trend because everybody else was jumping on the trend. Don't no, no. Oh, I just oh, I just had to jump. No, you did not. Shut, shut up, shut up, man. You don't have to jump on nothing. Not jumping, just dancing. What are you on about? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> enough of my crotchety self. Let's have the news again, and then at the end we'll uh, have a look at what are the consequences of bad technology in schools.
This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group, the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you too through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.witherslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. Imagine a world where you were free to focus on sparking curiosity in your students and giving them access to the awe and wonder of learning. A world where you were supported to deliver a truly personalised education to help all your learners achieve their potential. No need to imagine it, because that's exactly what the Oxford Smart Curriculum Service delivers. Seamlessly integrating curriculum, resources, assessment, next steps and professional development, every component of Oxford Smart is connected and working to provide you with a uniquely coherent and responsive service that empowers you and your students with transformational effect. The Oxford Smart Curriculum Service. When everything connects, anything is possible. Stevewoods.co.uk for educational support in IT and computer science. Coming up, I'm delivering a number of courses. Learn to program in Python is a free one-hour course designed to start you on your way into Python coding. Everything works in a browser, so there's nothing to install beforehand. Join me remotely to learn the basics on Wednesday the 8th of June, 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. Visit stevewoods.co.uk to start your journey. Are you a state school teacher in England? Why not be a hero this half-term and join me for two days and receive up to 1,360 £60 in bursary. Terms and conditions apply. Find out more at stevewoods.co.uk. If you're listening to this, then we know we share one thing in common. A passion for the type of outstanding education that every child deserves. That's what makes us the leading provider of specialist education and care. We need people like you to help us achieve even more. With us, you'll be given all the resources and support you need, offered a clear path to career progression, and be rewarded with some of the best salaries and benefits the industry has to offer. We are Witherslack Group. If you'd like to find out more, we'd love to hear from you. Visit www.witherslackgroup.co.uk forward slash careers and be part of our future. This is Teachers Talk Radio and this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Joe Fox. A Shrewsbury woman has been awarded a British Empire Medal for her services to education in Uganda. A report in the Shropshire Star details how Margaret West travelled to the African country 20 years ago and the trip led to a link being formed with a village there. Mrs West co-founded the Margaret Junior School and a Friends of the School charity, which led to thousands of children receiving education. She travelled to Uganda on a voluntary service overseas placement and worked in a vocational rehabilitation centre. Through meeting young people at the centre and working with them and their families, a school was eventually built. The school today has 300 students, with many graduates having gone on to become nurses, mechanics, carpenters, as well as returning to volunteer at the school. Speaking about her award, Mrs West said, I was amazed. The school is just something that happened. I have enjoyed every moment of being involved. The Guardian reports on changes to to rules which will allow teachers from any country in the world to work in schools in England if they have the equivalent credentials and at least one year's classroom experience. The change will come into force next year 
and will open up opportunities for teachers from countries beyond the 39 countries currently recognised. Until now, teachers from other countries not on the approved list had to retrain before teaching in English schools. Schools Minister Robin Walker said he wanted England to be the most attractive place in the world to be a teacher. Teachers from other countries will need to have completed teacher training of the same academic standard as in England, be proficient in English and have a university degree. Head teachers have said the move is a sign of the severe teacher shortages being experienced by schools and colleges, although anything which leads to improvement is to be welcomed. The local government website reports on figures for the number of pupils now eligible for free school meals. According to figures released today, the figure has risen again to nearly 2 million pupils. These figures show that 22.5% of pupils are eligible for free school meals, up from 20.8% in 2021. All regions in England have seen an increase in eligibility from the previous year, although the North East has the highest rate at 29.1% with the southeast having the lowest number at 17.6%. Some of the rise is being attributed to changes in benefit systems, but is likely also linked to the economic impact of the pandemic and the cost of living crisis. This has been your Teachers Talk Radio Weekend News with Joe Fox. This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello. We all buy a lot of stuff online. It's easier, more convenient, but finding the best price can be difficult. This week, let's talk about comparing prices and are reduced prices really a bargain? Without boring you with the law on price dropping, basically, shops have to have had a product on sale at a higher price for a substantial time in the past six months to allow them to claim a price drop. If you research this, you'll see a lot of hits on the 28-day rule. 28 consecutive days being considered a substantial amount of time. If you're shopping on site like Amazon, for instance, there's a website that'll show you the past sale prices of a product. It's called Camel Camel Camel. That's three camels with no spaces. You can even set up a free account to send you a notification when a price drops. If you're shopping elsewhere, there's lots of price comparison sites around to help you find the best price. A simple search for price comparison will give you a huge list. My advice is find one you understand and trust and start saving. Do you have a favourite price comparison website? Why not get in touch at the TT Radio 2022 Twitter feed? Follow us and tell us what you want to know about tech. I'm Steve Woods and that was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods. Your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. So if we think about the things, these, these terrible, these terrible horror stories of technology in schools, you know, we have uh, me ripping wires out of walls. We have the lights going off during an exam. We have uh, blockers blocking actual useful material for learning. We have uh, VLEs that perhaps um, are virtually uh, learning out. Um, we've got... Uh, laptop trolleys that fall over fights over batteries oh that was one i didn't mention uh, I, I put down in the messages uh, i once witnessed a, a stand-up argument that almost came to blows over the batteries for the remote control the only working remote control for the projectors in the, in the classrooms in a whole department it was um my god it was tense it was so tense. you know when you, you know when you're, you're thinking uh, should i step in here 
you know, because it looks like murder will be done. Uh, but yeah, a couple of members of staff, a couple of colleagues, um, some choice language was thrown around about batteries and uh, the thieving of batteries. And the, it was that that was just that was just crazy. It was, it was just crazy, you know. Uh, technology meaning that teachers come to blows. That was that was definitely that was definitely a high point uh, in my <laughs> watching that in my career. Um, uh, you may think, oh, that's terrible, you know. But I was I was, you know, I was a bit bored at the time, so I was kind of stirring it up. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't, yeah. He, he, swapped, he swapped the batteries out. He, yeah, he swapped them out for some for some Asda own brand. Yeah, and he took your Duracell. Yeah, yeah. Go on, um, but yeah, uh, you know these these things. Um, uh, surprised by the love for interactive whiteboards as well. Interactive whiteboards were seemed to kind of turn up overnight in many, 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 many schools, and um, were not particularly utilised uh, extremely well in lots of cases. And I think that's uh, what has been mentioned before by uh, a fair few people out there making comments, um, and that's about the lack of training. The lack of training and the lack of thought as to um, are these things useful and if they're useful how can we ensure that people use them um, so that they give uh, benefits to both uh, teachers and students um, i don't think that happened i think what happened was that what you were faced with you were faced with another layer of um, another layer of technology that you had to negotiate to get to the, the teaching and the learning. And I think because of that, I think that not so much universally hated as I've, as I've uh, realized with some of the comments, but it meant just another barrier between you and your job, which sometimes that's, you, you, who needs more barriers in teaching? Um, let's just go a couple more, uh, a couple more um, comments. Uh, just before uh, I do my like serious wrap up bit, uh, I, I like to I like to do kind of um, like the midnight caller wrapping up. You know, hi, hi, and we've talked about this, and now this is a serious. So I like to do that just to you know end 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 the show on a downer. That's what I like to do. <laughs> end the show on a downer, getting you ready for Monday morning. Um, uh, but uh, TVS at Flying Flingo uh, says, we spent a whole academic year moving absolutely everything onto a VLE. I can't even express the hours we all spent on this. Come September, it was launched and was abandoned by October when it transpired it was riddled with massive issues. You could make a little cartoon on it, though. You see, this is the thing. I mean, if you're going to buy, if you're going to buy a product, you have to make sure that it will work. You know, uh, you, know you have trial trial the product think about how it's going to be used think about how many people are going to be using it if it's going to be used by students think about how they may use it inappropriately it takes a lot of thought it's not just about the technology it's about the thought the environment the people and i'm not too sure that that's always considered because you see something shiny and you think "Ooh!" i mean i do it i do it all the time i'm you know i'm forever uh, reviewing technology and forever looking at different ways of doing things and i think to myself oh wow that's very impressive oh that's 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 that i like that robot that can uh, simultaneously make you dinner and do mathematical equations um but then you think to yourself okay what is the use of this thing how is this going to look in the in real terms with staff and students and i think if a bit more of that was going on then there'd be a maybe a few less of these horror stories about wasted time, wasted effort, the kind of 
the kind of agitation sometimes that uh, the ill thought out implementation of technology can often cause. Um, and as I said at the top of the show, you know, if you are in a high stress environment with very little time anyway, the lack of thought about implementation of technology can be, it can be an absolute killer. It really can. It can lead to uh, all sorts. It can lead to lost learning. It can lead to uh, spikes in anxiety. It can lead to all sorts of negative unintended consequences that you really don't need uh, in what is already a high pressure, uh, incredibly important job. Um, but yeah, so uh, I think when it comes to the technology, you've got to get it right. You've got to get it right. How you get it right is um, something that uh, school leaders in particular have to think about. Um, so when we talk about implementing technology and procurement and buying technology in, so it's about thought, it's about thinking about how this technology will integrate with other technology that it needs to integrate, whether it will or not. Uh, there's so many, I've, you know, just going down the timeline of people commenting, there's so many uh, comments about how newly introduced technology meant that it didn't integrate with the technology that was already in the school and therefore time's lost and you had to try and adapt it and doing all this. This, this, these should, these things should be thought about before you buy the stuff, you know, you really, really, really need to think about how are these things going to be working with the uh, technology cut that we currently have. Um, when it comes to the school environment, when it comes to uh, lack of time for things like training, if you are not going to provide, you know, a decent standard of training, what you're doing, what you're doing, but also if you, if you don't have the time or the resources to provide training, how usable is that product to begin with? You know, what's the, what's the learning curve? You know, it may be fantastic. It may mean uh, for a teacher, if a teacher can utilize a particular tool, that they may be saving uh, huge amounts of time. But if it's not immediately usable, or if you don't provide the training, you're not going to get to that point. You know, uh, there's, there's a certain technological evangelism uh, out there in education, uh, in, in all, in all different areas of life, that technology will make things easier, that technology will uh, aid you in ways that you haven't been able before, um, that technology will help. Um, and I think to a certain extent that can be true. Uh, technology and um, particular genres of technology uh, hugely helped during the pandemic when it came to remote learning. You know, um, uh, VLEs, VLE-like programs such as Google Classrooms, Teams, um, you know, uh, if a little fiddly, to be honest, but the technology was there that enabled remote learning to take place. And they, so it can be a benefit, but, but uh, if we think about technology as simply, if you add it, it will solve the problems, then that kind of thinking is very, very backward. It's not about the technology itself, it's about implementation, use, and how easy it is to use if you're not in the very privileged position of being able to provide a decent amount of training. So if you introduce something and it's incredibly easy to use, then perhaps thinking about training isn't as important. But if you introduce something that is difficult to use, then the training has to come along with it. It has to. 
it must do and if it doesn't come on come on then don't don't introduce something don't introduce something um in regards yeah so in regards to uh technological horror stories how do we reduce those horror stories how i mean in all honesty the the feedback from uh teachers educators out there that i've had for this particular show has been the most the feedback that i've ever had for any of the shows that i've done um i'm not too sure relatively if that matters or not <laughs> it's sunday night guys you know not everybody wants to engage uh in a teacher talk on a sunday evening before uh you, you will get back at it on monday morning but but the uh the technological horror story uh show has had the most the most uh feedback from educators and that in itself is is it's really kind of sad you know it's really kind of sad it's it shouldn't be the most recognizable thing it shouldn't be the thing that's oh yeah yeah no i remember the time when this happened i remember the time when this happened uh, you know oh to be honest me pulling wires out of the wall that was me that was on me that wasn't really I'll, I'll give trolleys their due that wasn't the trolley's fault that was my fault but of course i was working in a high pressure environment where i can't make you know uh, sensible decisions sometimes all the time but a lot of the issues that people have talked about the many many people who have talked about this have got involved and thank you very much for sharing guys um it's too common you know it's too common technology is supposed to help it's not supposed to hinder so why is it that the feedback on this show about technological horror stories has possibly been no it has been that i've had the most feedback and I'm assuming that I've had the most feedback because it's been the most relatable subject. Why is it relatable? It shouldn't be relatable. It should be, it, what would be perfect would be me doing, oh, let's, let's do a show about technological horror stories. And then t t and teachers going, oh, no, 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 that doesn't make any, no, no, we don't really have any problems. That's how it should be, perfect world. But yeah, yeah. Um, technological problems being hugely relatable to uh, uh lots and lots of different teachers and educators that's 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 not good you know that's not good so what can we do he says technological issues he says punching the microphone accidentally <laughs> sorry about that um what can we do to try to lessen these issues and i think lots of people have come up with some really really good ideas uh, uh jody world hit the nail on the head it's about training if you know vle's aren't inherently good or bad it's about the support that you offer staff to come to terms with the technology that you implement and uh, and and that's not necessarily kind of you know techno shiny sexy wow look at this thing it's it's another it's another form of professional development that seems to be quite overlooked so if we think about it let's 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 not i'm not going to send you off uh on onto your uh week on a down let's let's come up with some solutions let's go i'm going to go manager speak bring me solutions ladies and gentlemen bring me solutions not problems um i i that's always said by people who can't deal with problems i think but anyway let's think about solutions to lessen these stories of technological horror in schools educational establishments institutions training has to be key time for training has to be thought about 
procurement systems have to be thought about. I, you, I, no, I can I can see your eyes glazing over. Yeah, <laughs> this this isn't this isn't sexy, but you have to have a decent procurement system. You have to be able before you buy something beautiful and shiny, lots of buttons and and the robot, you know, does the maths as well as making your dinner. Before you do that, you have to have a system that looks at the benefits of that particular technology. If you want to bring tablets in to your school, what tablet are you going to bring in? Why are you going to bring in that particular piece of equipment? Can your infrastructure within the school handle that particular piece of equipment? Can the students handle that particular piece of equipment? What's the learning curve like? How long is it going to take uh, students and staff to be fully confident in using this piece of technology, this VLE, this uh, this lighting system in my in, in my case. What is and and do it seriously. Um, just as an aside to go back to my my um, my drum that I like to bang on about every single time is access going to be equitable for everybody. Are there going to be certain students who will be disadvantaged by the introduction of this technology? Does everybody have equal access to the technology that you are introducing? These things aren't sexy. These things aren't shiny. These things aren't TED Talk. These, this, is, this is about procurement. It's about systems. It's about ensuring that you've gone through a process of assessment that is good enough that means that you're not going to get these horror stories. You're not going to get Dave and John fighting over batteries because all the other remote controls don't work after six months uh, in with these projectors. You're not going to get to the point where people are having to abandon certain softwares because they don't integrate with the software that you have already. You're not going to waste people's time who don't have that time to waste. You know, that's the issue. It's not the technology itself. It's about how you ensure that the technology is used to its full potential and making sure that that potential is actually real in the first place. Um, oh yeah, that, 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 did, that did get a bit serious there. Yeah, sorry about that, yeah. But so what do we do? You make sure that you understand your school, your college, your university, you understand the people that work there and how they work. You make sure the training is good enough and you are given and you give your, your staff time to train not like not like the overnight interactive whiteboard invasion where people who were perfectly happy with a pen and a whiteboard now had to press four buttons and then do the uh, the uh, the hit workout trying to get to the corners of the screen to make sure that it works what's going to be useful how is it going to be useful and how is it going to be useful in your particular environment? You've got to check. You've got to check. Uh, Steve Woods has just come up on uh, the Sunday Late Show Podbean live feed. He says, couldn't agree more. Check with your technicians before buying anything. It's true. I'd go even further. Check with the staff who will be using the technology. Are they part of your procurement process? You know, the teachers that are going to be using this thing every single day. Have they been involved? Have they tested the equipment? The students. So you're going to give your students some, some brand new sparkly thing 
have you given them a trial run to see how they use it to see if it works or not half the issues more than half i'm, I'm basically making up numbers to be honest uh, you know but if you know uh, factual factual knowledge was never really my thing you know all of these things all of these um all these issues these technological horror stories it's about a lack of thought in regards to environment and people that's i think that's the issue that's what that's the takeaway if there is an objective uh, if i'd have put an objective on the board for this particular show that is that's 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 it there it's not necessarily about the technology itself it's about the implementation and the checks that you do before the technology is in your building because if you do it the other way around then you are going to lose uh, your staff are going to lose patience you are not going to see the uptake that you need you're not going to get value whether it be monetary or learning value or teaching value or any kind of value if you do things retroactively if you buy things in and then try and fix the problems as they come up think about the problems first think about how your students are going to use things think about how staff are going to use things think about what are going to be the pitfalls and sometimes that's quite difficult to go and uh, sometimes that's quite difficult to do because if you think about these things it kind of takes the shine away from the shininess you know i mean if you've got if you've got if you've got something you think oh yeah that's going to be really good uh oh that's going to be fantastic and look oh look you can press this button and this can do this and that can do that and that's all well and good because it's nice to be it's nice to be excited about technology but what you have to do is you have to be um extremely pragmatic one of the reasons you have to be extremely pragmatic is because people are very good at selling technology you know they're very good at exploring benefits they're very good at uh making claims about usage um and i know all this because what you know in the past i've been on the other side i've been trying to sell the technology so you have to be massively pragmatic about any kind of outlay or cost when it comes to technology what's going to be the cost when it comes to money what's going to be the cost when it comes to time for students and staff how long is it going to be useful for because these things do have a um oh that that's oh, strangely enough um uh, steve woods tech costs so much and is out of date in three to five years if you're lucky you know so it's true it's true this these things aren't forever um the next new thing will come along so what you have to think about is you have to think about is it worth it and how do you assess whether it's worth it you think about your procurement you think you assess it with people who are going to use the technology and you don't get dazzled by the shiny you know you, you can like the shiny oh, you know don't get dazzled by you know patter you know don't get dazzled by claims it's going to be used think about how think about how it's going to be used think about who's going to use it think about the benefits that it may bring but also think about realistically what might the unintended consequences be of this particular uh, this particular um, technology and and just go hard on the pragmatism hard hard pragmatism i am not saying everybody needs to revert to chalkboards and chalk um uh, <laughs> uh but what i am saying is that technology and in and of itself 
is nothing without training and thought when it comes to procurement. And that is what I'm going to leave you with today. Um, thank you so much, uh, everybody, for getting involved. Thank you to everybody that made comments on Twitter. Um, thank you very much to everybody who is who has made comments on the Podbean Live uh, message board. And uh, just uh, thank you for everybody who is uh, uh, giving up their time, whether it be this Sunday night or whether it be uh, a little bit in the future if you're listening to the uh, recorded podcast. Thanks a lot for listening. Um, technology is a wonderful thing, but being pragmatic with technology is even wonderfuler. You see, I was an English teacher, you'd never know. So have a really good night and thank you very much. You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.